take more breaks from now on. Did you meet nice devotees? Yeah, it's good. That's part of a, the reason we're having the yatras for Sadhu Sangha. Just by association. In fact, Krishna says our association is what makes us. Purusha prakriti stohi bhunte prakriti jan gunan karanam gunasangosya sarasad yoni janmasu. He said, if you want to know how you got to where you are right now, did you ever ask yourself, how did I get here? If you haven't, you better start asking. Atato Brahma Jignasa. So we we end up in a certain place. It could be a far-flung place. It could be Brahma Loka. It could be Patala Loka. And at some point, it's nice to stop and say, like, how did I get here? Well, Krishna has an answer for that. You got there by Sangha. He says, Karanam Guna Sangha. By the association, this is the cause of whatever you have now. Check and see whatever you have. You got anything in your pocket? That's because of association. Whatever you have out in the car, or if you don't have a car, that was because of association. Somebody drove it off a cliff for you. Uh, whatever, whatever you have or don't have, it's because of association. So we're made of our faith, and we get our faith the way our the condition of our heart by those we associate with. We're very porous. Check out and see how porous you are. A lot of holes, and the holes up here, holes up here. Everything goes in and it ends up in the heart, and that's shraddha. Shraddha means faith. Shrad means the heart, and da is an active verb. It means where you place something. So we want to put our heart into something after we see other people and the way they're doing it, and that's how we pick up everything. From the time we're children, we play a role in a family because we see, oh, this is my role, this is who I'm supposed to emulate, and so forth, and we go through life. Everything's because of association. So we're, we're holding these yachtras so we can have nonstop association with those who are interested, similarly interested in Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And now I'm going to read you uh, a few statements that could be pivotal for us in our entry into this extremely uh, potent and special dom called Jagannath Puri. And these are words written by Srila Prabhupada. Prabhupada writes, When Lord Chaitanya was at Jagannath Puri, he was in the role of Radharani, feeling separation from Krishna. Those who were in the disciplic succession of the Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya. Okay. Those who are in the disciplic succession of the Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya should also feel separation from Krishna, worship his transcendental form, and discuss his transcendental teachings. The spiritual masters should enrich the devotees to the highest devotional perfection. Feeling constant separation while engaged in the service of the Lord is the perfection of Krishna consciousness. Anybody know where that's from? Oh, Nanda knows. Krishna book. It's from the Krishna book. So this is a, the, one of the important aspects of our Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya. We know from reading Prabhupada's books that this mood, which was fully manifest in Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and especially here in Jagannath Puri, which is also called Vipralamba Shetra, Vipralanga. Vipralamba means this mood, this feeling of intense separation from someone. And in this case, it's 
Radharani for Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he's here in what's called Vipralamba Shetra, Shetra means a place, in this place, he's able to fully experience what is mentioned in the Chaitanya Charitamrita by Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami as one of his internal desires and or reasons that he came to the world in the first place. There were internal reasons and external reasons, and these are mentioned in the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. It's so interesting, isn't it? So God has a life of his own. He's not just an order supplier. It's not that he's just watching out to make sure that all the squirrels get fed everywhere in the world. They arrange for nuts from trees. But he's actually uh, absorbed in his own love affairs with his devotees. And this is his prerogative. He's the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He's the Supreme Enjoyer. Eko Bahusham, after all, is the reason that there is variety within the unity, and that is for pleasure's sake. The Lord expands himself into many, not just many, but unlimited variety. In fact, the word Vaisheshika actually refers to this phenomena, which actually it's a noumena and a phenomena, and that is that there's no one particle in this universe, no one living entity, no one sunset that's the same as another. All are unique at every moment and unfolding. And in the spiritual world, there are unlimited living entities, unlimited relationships the Lord has. We find when Vidura went on his pilgrimage to various holy places, there are many various forms, many and varied forms of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And Prabhupada explains it's because uh, he's reciprocating the particular kind of love that a devotee wants to have for him. In fact, that's also corroborated in uh, Prabhupada's purports of Brahma's prayers. Uh, Nanda brought this out during our time at Govardhan when we uh, were hearing and chanting from the Sri Chaitanya Charnamrita, and we referred to a verse from the chapter 14 of the 10th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is mentioned that Brahma has, or maybe it's from another canto, I'll ask Nanda, that he has unlimited uh, qualities uh, so that. Uh, he, those come in his reciprocation with various devotees, the varieties of devotees. So this is uh, the Lord's preoccupation, which is enjoying the relationships he has with his uh, devotees. And most particularly, the pinnacle of all relationships we find is the love between Radha and Krishna. Now, I was going to uh, make another point, but I interrupted myself, and that is that we first saw the mood of separation, which is counterintuitively a relishable situation mentioned in the Chaitanya Charita uh, poetically, and that is that imagine that you're being bitten by a, a fierce and venomous serpent, and at the same time someone's pouring uh, um, unparalleled nectar What's the name of that nectar that Prajari was bringing us every morning in Mayapur? Amrita Kelly. Don't try it. You'll never be the same. I'm totally messed up now. I can't stop thinking about it. It's this nectar they offer to the Lord in the evening time before he takes rest. And the Prajari every morning was bringing it to us. And one little taste of that, and you'll never be the same. So it's like... 
nectar and poison at the same time. So this showed in uh, Sri Madhavendra Puri, who gave a preview of what was to come. That was showed up in our Sampradaya, in the mood of Madhavendra Puri. And then, of course, uh, <coughs> the disciple of Madhavendra Puri was Srila Ishvara Puri, and who became the, the spiritual master for Nimai Pandit, who then later took sannyas, became Sri Krishna Chaitanya. And he, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Mahaprabhu, then exhibited the limits, explored the limits of separation from Krishna, and he did it here in this Dham. So, uh, Prabhupada continues. He says, this process of devotional service is taught by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It is not that very easily we can see we can say, we have seen Krishna or seen Radharani in Rasalila. No, not like that. Feel the separation. The more you feel separation from Krishna, you should understand that you are advancing. Don't try to see Krishna artificially. Be advanced in feeling separation. Then it will be perfect. That is the teachings of Lord, teaching of Lord Chaitanya. So uh, one of Prabhupada's godbrothers had mentioned that uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavs, under Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, starting with, uh, we know of, was very careful about uh, talking about intimate uh, pastimes between Radha and Krishna and Vrindavan and so forth. In fact, it's famously told that he was in Radha Kund and many of the Babaji's came there to hear him and he spoke on, on Upadeshamrita. Vacho Vegam Manasakrota Vegam, control your tongue, sir before you have entry into any of this. And uh, however, um, it, it is a study that, as we just heard, Prabhupada asked us to look into uh, about this mood of separation between Radha and Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for Radharani and so forth. And that is uh, a realm that we can enter into and try to understand while we're here in Jagannath Puri. So a few preliminary points that we can build on over the next uh, 10 days. And that is that uh, Sri Chaitanya Charamrita is the perfect document for understanding Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It was written by Krishnas Kaviraj Goswami, who was respected by all the Vaishnavas in Vrindavan. And he got the blessings of uh, Srila Govindadev, and all the devotees had requested him to write the Sri Chaitanya Charanamrita based on the Kadachas, the diaries of Surup Damodar, and, um, I'm sorry? And Murari Gupta. There were, the, luckily, they kept some diaries. And he had compiled all that. And of course, it's from divine in, inspiration as well uh, that he wrote the Sri Chaitanya Charanamrita. So he starts off in the Shaitanya Charitamrita by offering obeisances to all the gurus. So Vande Gurun Isha Bhaktan, Ishanishavatarakam, Tatprakasham Shakti, Krishna Chaitanya Samdhyakam. He says Gurun plural, and in the first chapter of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Kaviraj Goswami explains there are three categories of gurus. The, there's the Vartmana Pradakshaka Guru. That's the one who first shows one the path of Krishna consciousness. And that could be the milkman who comes up and delivers milk and says that uh, didn't Krishna 
used to herd cows. And all of a sudden you think, Krishna, who's Krishna? And it's like, I better look into this. Uh, somebody might just um, introduce you to Krishna consciousness even though they're not fully in, engaged. The example given in the Chaitanya Charnamrita is Bilva Mangal Thakur, who had a girlfriend who was quite impressed with his tenacity in coming to see her so frequently, especially when there was a, a cyclone. And he somehow or other made it to her house and she said, hey, you're wasting your time on me. If you had this much enthusiasm for trying to understand Krishna, then you'd be a pure devotee. And he, he sobered up immediately and then dedicated his life to Krishna conscious. Uh, she became his Vartmana Pradakshaka guru. Then there's the Shiksha guru, those uh, innumerable Vaishnavas who give us instruction of how to come closer to Krishna. And there's a Diksha guru, Divyam Gyanam Yatodadyat, who gives us the mantra that we can chant and therefore and thereby come closer to Krishna because he's non different from the mantra. And then uh, he mentions the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Vande Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityanandao Sahodito Gaurudaya Pushpavanto Chitro Shando Tamo Nudao. He says that Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nyananda arose simultaneously like the sun and the moon arising simultaneously on the horizon, if you can imagine such a thing. Uh, and he's so poetically saying on the horizon of Goda that uh, they arose, Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda, to wonderfully be bestow benediction upon all. So that was their purpose. And that's the purpose of those uh, incarnations of the Lord who appear in the world. If you could amp up the volume up there a little more. And then... I'm sorry. Um, then he says uh, that the impersonal Brahman effulgence is coming from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Just as Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Brahmanohi pratishtaham amritasya vyasicha, shashvatasya shadharmasya, sukasyantika, Sorry, once I go down the wrong path, it's difficult to get back. Uh, he's saying here that I'm the basis of the impersonal Brahman. Whenever you see the effulgence of that's wrong also. But he mentions that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he's that same Krishna from whom the Brahman effulgence appears. Then uh, he says he's also the Paramatma, the super soul within the heart of all living beings. Now he gets into the esoteric reasons that uh, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appears. So he says, Anarpita charim chirat karuna yavatir nakalau samar rasam sabhakti shriyam hari purata sundara dyuti kadamba sandipita sada hariya kandare spuratuva sachinandana. So this is very interesting because. Uh, because Krishna uh, comes, right? Say yes. He speaks the Bhagavad Gita. And what's his final instruction, or what we consider the final instruction? That's right. Surrender unto me also says, Manmana Bhavamad Bhakto, just think of me. But it's very theoretical. In fact, nowadays, if you tell anybody, it's like Krishna says, Surrender unto me, it's like, what do I do? You know, 
how? What, should, what thing should I surrender, my passport or what? And so uh, people didn't follow that very, very well because they, were, they didn't have an example. It was theoretical to them. So Krishna comes again. And now he has even more purpose than before. Krishna always comes for the benefit of all living entities. But here he says, Anarpita charim chirat In the age of Kali Yuga, he, he thinks that for a long time or forever, I've not given the mode of loving God that's there in Vrindavan. It's all about Vrindavan. And in Vrindavan, the devotees have a kind of unceremonious, lawless love. There's no rule there. For instance, you know, uh, apparently the gopis of Vrindavan, if I may go down that road just for a second, because it's in, it, this is in, all in the context. The gopis of Vrindavan, they're apparently uh, married to others. Not factually, it, but it's part of the context of the Leela. They're actually married to uh, shadow forms of husbands whom they never really interact with, actually, just as there's a Maya Sita that's stolen by Ravana. So, uh, <clears throat> there, there's this uh, Parakya Rasa, which is uh, the wedded, uh, unwedded love. In other words, uh, these uh, young uh, gopis, are leaving home apparently and going off into the forest at night and having this kind of affair with Krishna in the forest. So this is a kind of unceremonious love. And also there, there's a way of interacting with Krishna in Vrindavan that is seen nowhere else. For instance, when sometimes uh, Krishna comes to see Srimati Radharani and she's in a mood that is described in the Chaitanya Charitamrita called uh, Man, she's angry at him and annoyed with him, she'll say, I don't want to see him. Lalita and Vishaka, her uh, two doorkeepers and confidants will say, talk to the hand, she does, he, doesn't want to, he doesn't want to see you. Uh, and this is a kind, this is, these are samples of the kinds of ways in which Krishna enjoys himself in relationship with his devotees. There are other relationships, like with his friends, whom, uh, who consider themselves to be equal with Krishna and wrestle with him and say that uh, you're not such a big man. I can beat you any day of the week. And sometimes they climb on his shoulders. They don't consider themselves different from Krishna, uh, separated by a sense that he's greater than me. For instance, if you have friends that you're really close with, please say yes. If not, please, you know, work it out on this trip. Then there's ways in which you might, like, bump into each other. You might cut somebody else down. It's like, you're an idiot. And it's like, ah, ha, 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 you're an idiot too. Ha, 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 And th these things are not, um, these are out of love because of the intimacy. You can, you can do that with those that you're very close to. You have a friend like that, anybody? Yeah? So... That's the kind of loving exchange that goes on in Vrindavan. So Kaviraj Goswami explains 
that Krishna's thinking, anarpita charim chirat karuna I'm sorry, that in now in the age of Kali Yuga, I'm going to bring this this mood. He also has another purpose, which is to bring the uh, Yuga Dharma. We know about that one because we hear about it a lot. That's our mission. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu brings this method, which is specifically mentioned as effective in the age of Kali Yuga. And the verse, everyone knows, goes like this. Let's see if we get in a harmonium too. Harinama, Harinama, Harinami Vakevalam, Kalau Nasteva, 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 Gatiranyata. Let's try it again. Harinama, Harinama, Harinami Vakevalam, Kalau Nasteva, 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 that the main process, the only process actually in the Kali Yuga for making advancement is to chant Hare Krishna. So then the verse the verses go on to explain Radha Krishna Pranaya Vikriti Ladini Shakti Rasmat Ekat Manav Api Bhuvipura Deha Beham Gatao Tao Chaitanyakyam Prakatamadana Tadvayam Chaikyamaktam Radha Bhava Duti Suvalitam Naomi Krishna Swarupam means Radha and Krishna are two transcendental personalities that exchange loving affairs. And now they've come, the, those that are two have come together as one in the form of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is so beautiful that Radha and Krishna, they're two, but they've come together as one. So why? The reason Sri Radhaya Pranaya Mahima Kidrishovanayaiva Swadyo Yena Bhuta Madurima Kidrishova Mariaha Saukyam Chasya Mad Anubhavata Kidrisham Veti Lobat Tadbhavada Samajani Sachi Garba Sindhu Harindu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, just like the moon arising from the ocean, he arose from the womb of Mother Shachi. And why? Because he had a desire. So this is interesting also in our philosophy because God is known to be Atmarama. He has no desires. He's self-satisfied, that is. Like he's satisfied himself. He doesn't need anything or anybody else. But just as Shukadev Goswami, we got Vaikuntha Nayaka, so don't worry. He's our enforcer. He's heavy, very heavy. Uh, just as Shukadev Goswami was a completely liberated soul, right? Only one person said yes. yes. Well, how do you know he was completely liberated? Give me some evidence. He didn't care about fashion. Everyone cares about fashion. It's like, how do I look? And Shukadev Goswami, how do you know he didn't care about fashion? Because he didn't wear any clothes. <laughs> yeah. Shukadev Goswami, and he said he didn't even come out of the womb. He was like, I'm not coming out. I don't want to get involved. And then when he did come out, his father was like, little school, little thread, Brahmin thread, something, say hi to your mom. You know, like, boom, gone. <laughs> he left. And he went to the forest. His father got him back by having his 
students go out and recite verses from the Srimad Bhagavatam. When Shukadev, who's completely liberated, heard that, he said, that's something. That's not nothing. That's something. And this is what the Bhagavatam is all about. Pada pankacha palasa vilasya bhakta karmashrayam gratitam ukkartayanti santa tadvanna rikta matayo yatayo pirudha shrotoganas tamaram bhajavasudeva that by the velas, the, the enjoyment one gets from the relationship one has with Krishna or hearing about the relationship Krishna has with his devotees, it fills up the heart so much uh, that one can then bypass or one can forego all the so-called happiness in the material world, which is impossible to do otherwise. Great sages try to do it by regulating their senses, pressing their nose, uh, going on a special, um, what are those diets they have nowadays, whatever it is, uh, they'll go for some time and then they'll say, hey, what, Larry, what happened to you? So, yeah, I couldn't keep it up. But one has to have this enjoyment, this vilas. This comes from the relationships Krishna has with his devotees. So th this is um, the subject of the Srimad Bhagavatam and the Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is actually a, a, a garland of verses from the from the Bhagavatam showing in real life how, how the Bhagavatam is to be enacted in life. It's accessible to all of us through following the mood of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Radha and Krishna have come together as one in Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And then the last verse I quoted, which is coming near the end of what I wanted to say tonight as a preamble. And that is, uh, although Krishna's Atmarama, he has some deep desires to fulfill. Because when he came as Krishna, he realized his own beauty. There's ways in which he saw himself in reflection and said, who is that? Come on, who is that? And he also noticed that his devotees, especially the topmost of all devotees, Srimati Radharani, enjoys more than he does. Now that's a dilemma because he's the supreme enjoyer, correct? Right. So now, how is it that somebody else is enjoying more than he is? So he makes an arrangement to take the position of Srimati Radharani, although he's Krishna, the supreme enjoyer, he, uh, and he takes the, the mood of Srimati Radharani so he can enjoy himself the way Srimati Radharani does. He wants to know the glory of her love. He wants to know what she tastes when she sees his beauty and experiences love for him. So he puts himself in this position of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And that's uh, why he comes to Jagannath Puri. Because realizing these three, what are called lobhat, or these three, uh, this is uh, what loba means like greed. And he has this desire, uh, a greedy desire, transcendental greed, to enjoy these and to to investigate these three aspects that Srimati Radharani enjoys. He comes to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And we'll talk over the next uh, several days about why this particular place, Vipralamba Shetra it's called, 
the place of where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu feels intense separation from Sri Chaitanya Mah from from Lord Krishna, and is able to enter into that vipralamba mood in, to the highest degree. And I'll just give a hint of why, and that is because the Rathayatra ceremony that we all celebrate as a big happy festival, chanting, going down the road and giving out prasadam and books and everything is a very esoteric and as Prabhupada said, a very feeling festival. And it has to do with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, reenacting what happened at Kurukshetra, not at the Battle of Kurukshetra, but when there was an eclipse of the sun and Krishna was in Dwarka and he came with all of his minions his soldiers and all his followers, millions of people. And the residents of Vrindavan who were f pining in separation from him for 127 years then also came there to Kurukshetra at that same time and there was a, a meeting between Krishna and the residents of Vrindavan uh, whom he left. And they lived in, in separation from him for so many years. So the Rathayatra is a reenactment of that, and it took place here in Pushottam Shetra, Vipar Lumber Shetra. Now let's just see if there are any quick uh, realizations or reflections that you want to make. And then we'll have some announcements and everyone can take rest and sleep off the jet lag. Shraddha? Thank you so much, Guru Maharaj, for a fantastic evening of Krishna Katha. Uh, one of the things that really struck me was when you were talking about um, devotee association, and you said that we are porous, and which is, you know, yeah, that, that kind of struck me that, yeah, we are, we are here in the dham, we are ready to absorb, and what a nice body God has made for us. It's full of holes so that we can absorb the Krishna Nam. <laughs> yeah. It all goes in, one place or another. So we try to put ourselves in a position to absorb the association of those who are especially uh, attached to Krishna. Take three more reflections. Reflections are easy. It just means anything you heard that you're taking away in your pocket. A Kuranath Prabhu. Well, I'm thinking, you know, this is Vipralamba Dham, you're mentioning, that um, speaking for myself, a conditioned soul, I'm separated from Krishna, I don't, but I'm thinking like, oh, it's all right, I'm, I'm okay, I'm good, you know, I don't, I'm not feeling this uh, anxiety that, you know, you can see in Lord Chaitanya, even though he was always absorbed in Krishna, that that feeling of um, separation. But I'm wondering, how does it come about that we get that ecstatic uh, uh, feeling of anxiety to not be in Krishna's presence? I mean, coming to the Dham will have that effect. It's, I wrote a, a little vignette uh, called uh, 
Sunshine on a Cloudy Day. And for music connoisseurs from Motown, you might remember that. The Temptations, okay. So there was a song called Sunshine on a Cloudy Day. And I, I realized that once on a Rathiatra in San Francisco, it was foggy, which is not atypical. And I didn't wear a hat because I thought, hey, it's foggy. But then I got a sunburn, and I realized the next day that, oh, yeah, the sun comes through the fog. It's called ultraviolet rays, and it's very damaging, actually. In a positive way, the Dom also has these very um, deeply moving influences on us. I saw uh, one of our first pilgrimages to Jagannath Puri Dam, and one of the uh, children, she was pretty young at the time, but she was here on the trip, and the day we had to leave, or that she had to leave, she broke out into tears that there was time to go. And I was thinking, well, how much does a little kid absorb in the Dom? I mean, it's not intellectual. There's a feeling that one gets here in the Dom or any of the Doms, like Vrindavan, if you stay, go over Don for a while, and then you leave and you go to the New Delhi airport. You're like, come on, guys, give me a little... <laughs> Rade, Rade, where's... You know, it's just like, what are people doing out here? This is still going on? I mean, wake up, where is everybody? There, there is a difference in the vibration. Every realm is defined by its sound vibration. And in the Holy Dom, there's something very special that goes on here. There's a kind of like Chernobyl effect, but transcendental, or the sunshine that comes through, even though I feel like I'm not being touched by it. That young person cried all the way home and was eager to come back to the Dom later. So how does it affect us? Any of the processes of devotional service, although in the beginning we may not see their full effects, if we stay close to them, uh, they do have their effects called namabasa, which is very much uh, uh, in line with the point I made about sunshine and a cloudy day. It's like you're getting the indirect rays, and it's not that they're inconsequential. They will be there. So that's, that's why we're really here, to develop that. And it could be one image you take in that really strikes you. You know, the lamp gets offered and you see uh, Gopinath's face or anything. It could be anything in the Dom. And then you take that with you, that imagery co comes with you and it, it, it connects you to the Dom. And you'll start feeling that separation. Yes. Here comes the mic. Oh, okay. Sorry. Our, one, two. Hare Krishna. Um, I have a question about what, what he said. It also can be like uh, that we can feel separation about the devotees first and then for Krishna, or is not in that like stage? Yeah, we especially feel uh, separation from the devotees. And we'll find that in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his devotees are inseparable, and they're, when they do have to separate, for instance, the story of Godadhar Pandit and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when 
Yadadhar Pandit, and we're going to Totagopinath tomorrow, and that's the deity of Gadadhar Pandit that was given to him by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Skopinath deity. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left the Dham and was going to Vrindavan, Gadadhar Pandit wanted to go with them, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu reminded him that you took Shetra Sanyas. Shetra Sanyas means that you're dedicated to stay in one place. <laughs> you won't leave the Dham and you'll just worship the deity. In this case, stay here. This is your duty for the rest of your life. Take Shetra Sanyas. But he he felt so much separation from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that he, he went with him, even suffering the admonitions of Mahaprabhu that you're breaking your vows. What are you doing? And finally, Gadadhar Pran said, I don't care about my vows. I just want to be with you. So this sense of just wanting to be with the devotees is actually, Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur says, even more effective than wanting to be with Krishna. How's that? He says that when we associate with the devotees, they have something that Krishna doesn't have, and that's love for Krishna. Bhavad vidā bhagavatas tirta bhuta svayam vibo tirta kurvanti tirtani svantak stena gadabrita. This is something that uh, Vidura says, no, uh, Yudhishthira says to Vidura in the Srimad Bhagavatam that says, you're actually a walking holy pilgrimage place because you carry love for Krishna within your heart. Wherever you go, you purify even the holy places. So our attachment to devotees, furthermore, I was going to say Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur says that just as you see the sunlight before you see the sun in the morning, and in the same way, if you're seeing devotees, if you've met Vaishnavas, you're going to see Krishna next, he says. And that's the prerequisite. First you see Vaishnavas, then you see Krishna. Arjun. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Uh, this is my first experience at a Yatra and especially um, association and also especially listening to you live <laughs> and particularly just know that there's so much of uh, nectar in every little word that you utter, even just the last few sentences, it pretty much summarized what I <laughs> had as a reflection. So I'm dumbfounded in some sense, but also so appreciative of not just your work, but also all the devotees here. In the one hour, in this dham, I decided not to wear a watch and not to carry my phone around all the time. So I don't know how many hours we were here. However, in that short time, I know we've covered ground in a very deep way, which I probably just can scratch the surface off. So again, uh, thanks all for you know uh, just enlightening um, me, especially our family, to be here and uh, inspiring us to go further in this journey. Thank you. Okay, so that reminds me to say a, f a couple of things about um, just moving about the Dom. Uh, whatever country you come from, there's probably more right-of-way for pedestrians than there is here. Might makes right. If you have a f bigger car, you can cut in front of smaller cars. If you have a motorcycle, you can cut in front of pedestrians. Cars don't stop for pedestrians here, like they do in California, that everyone will stop and like, go ahead, go ahead, no, you go ahead, no, you, you go ahead. <laughs> they don't do that here. So just be careful. Uh, when we're going up and down the streets, 
just watch out because, you know, people come whizzing by. I don't know why, just, you know, it looks cool or something. But watch out. And also, um, the, I, the thing about litter is uh, something, a problem we had in America many years ago when I was a kid. People used to litter all the time. They just take stuff and throw it in the street. And uh, somebody, they thought somebody would pick it up later. And uh, then there was a huge campaign in America called Don't Be a Litter Bug. Unless you were born in the 50s, you probably didn't hear about it. And uh, it actually helped. It changed things. People's mentality changed and so forth. And people, for the most part, stopped littering. I know it's possible. Bhuvaneshwar is very clean. But uh, when we first came to India in the 1970s, people used clay cups, leaf cups, leaf plates, everything biodegradable. And you didn't see any litter because people just throw their cups and plates outside. The cows would come and eat them, and there was no litter because there was no plastic and very little paper products at all, just newspaper, which was used for everything to wrap. You know, <laughs> whatever you bought was wrapped in newspaper and recycled in that way. But then when the plastics came in, it didn't, people didn't catch up with the, uh, the idea that it doesn't biodegrade because I don't think they have that concept. They think, oh, you can burn it or it'll just disappear or something like that. So I'm saying all this, don't be freaked out by all the litter because it's, it's a kind of a social phenomenon that needs to be fixed. And in a general way, there's a, there's a covering over the dom anyway, even in uh, pristine times when there's no litter or horn honking and things like that. It's called protomaya, and it covers the dom from those who don't have a service mood. Premanjana churita bhakti vilochanena santak sadaiva hridayeshu vilokayanti yam shama sundarama chintya gunasvarupam govindamari purusham tamaham bhajami only when your eyes are tinged with love can you see beyond the covering. And so the Dham is protected also. Lord Shiva is one of the protectors of the Dham. You'll read in the Sri Brahma Sanghita and you'll, you'll see uh, Shiva is here prominently uh, as a servant of Krishna protecting the Dham from those who might want to exploit here. So when we enter in a mood of service and so forth, um, we'll be able to taste the sweetness of the Dham and hopefully see beyond any of the externals that may seem a little disturbing as far as the, uh, the clamor and also the, the litter and things like that. Just thought I'd put it as a disclaimer. Don't mind those things. Stay absorbed in the holy names. And finally, uh, there's a lot of announcements, I think, you have. But at some point, I guess it's tomorrow morning, I'll give a demonstration of the infallible method of distributing books here, which I guarantee you'll distribute a book 99.9% .9 of the time. I'll make it 100. I'm going to throw that in for free. Tell you what I'm going to do for you. <laughs> give you 100% guarantee that if you follow the method that we'll show you tomorrow, you'll sell a book to every single person that you meet. I promise you. And if not, keep a little tab. I'll pay for it myself if you don't. Using, but you've got to use the method. Don't change.